Hey, this is Wayne Weathersby, and I'm a results leader. You're listening to ResultsLeader.fm. Being a thought leader is easy. Getting results is hard. This show is for the results leader who lives and dies by their results. Here is your host and chief results leader, Jonathan Rivera. You are listening to ResultsLeader.fm. Welcome back to another action-packed edition. Now, today is going to be a little bit twisted. Today, I've got someone very interesting. This guy was a rock and roll guitarist. He traveled the world and created raving fans. Then he went into the car business, then real estate, and now coaching. This guy has, has coached companies like Chrysler. Yeah. And he's involved with Keller Williams right now and doing coaching there as well. I have for you today, Mr. Wayne Weathersby. Let's jump into the interview. So we are here with Wayne. What is up, my man? How's it going? Good to hear from you. Yeah, brother. I'm, I'm stoked to be here. And what I'm even more stoked about is I'm going to force you to not talk to me about tactics. So this is all internal game, baby. This is all about you. And this is the first question I have for you, Wayne. What book or books have you given most as a gift? Have I given most as a gift? The book I've given the most, the two books I've given the most are The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone and The One Thing. Uh, you know, I, I should have just put put that right in there. I knew you were going to say the one thing. <laughs> Everything I heard in your pre-interview, bro, I, I heard one thing in all of it. <laughs> yeah, right? So it's the one thing. Um, I think that was a fresh, a fresh read for me that really helped me help people get laser focused on that. That's the hard part about being an entrepreneur or being a coach or anything else. It's just focusing, focus, focus, focus on the one thing that is a revenue producing activity, not all the noise. Yeah. Whatever moves the dial. Cool. So let's talk about one of my favorite subjects. And anybody who is an entrepreneur that is successful knows this subject all too well. How has an apparent failure set you up for later success? That's a good question. So the failure for me that set me up for future success was when I got into my transition into um, after my original business, which was I was a touring guitarist for a rock band and I tried to start a basically a music store when I got out of the music industry as a professional and realized I had no no idea what I was doing. They always say chase what you love, but you got to know what you got to know how to run a business. You know, you have to know how to be a business person, how to run a P&L, how to market, how to have uh, revenue so you can stock your store. And I realized that I, I failed at that miserably. I thought my name would carry me through that and realized that you have to know what you're doing and you have to have a plan. And so when I got into the automotive industry and invested in car dealerships, it helped me understand that I got to know what I'm doing. I got to have a plan. I got to have good people around me. I've got to have all of the stuff that you see other successful businesses have. You can't muscle through it on your own. So I think that was a big wake up for me because I'd had a lot of success. So confidence probably overruled just the idea that you had to know what you were doing. You can't go in without a plan. A plan and know what you're doing. I, I like it. So Let's talk about investments. You just mentioned you invested in a, a music store, car dealerships. I know you've done real estate. 
as well. So Wayne, what would you say is the most worthwhile investment you've ever made? The most worthwhile one in hindsight was probably, probably buying my first piece of real estate and not realizing actually when I did it at the time, what it would mean later on that it could create leveraged income, legacy income, that sort of thing, because it opened up my eye to really, it's not as difficult as it appears to be. And that it makes a lot more sense than the stock market. Mm. So what what did you buy? Was it uh, an income property, single family, multifamily? Multifamily. Multifamily. So you became a landlord in your first investment. That must have been fun, huh? Yeah. The idea of being a landlord is much better than actually being one. Oh, don't I know it, brother. I'm trying to talk one of my friends. He wants to buy apartments. And I'm like, I want to sell apartments. You, you want these? <laughs> right. right. Absolutely. It never stops. It never, ever stops. But it is nice, the, the, the residual income, once you get that dialed in. So uh, just sidebar, are you still uh, in multifamily and do you manage it yourself? No, I removed myself from that. Just do the fact that I did it more as an experiment to see if I could do it. So for me, I, I'm always looking for a challenge. I, I, my, my personality is I've got to continuously stay stimulated. So once I've done something and see that it can be done, I usually try to profit out or cash out and move on to something else that's like, like, it's like rock climbing. What, you know, you don't do it just once and then you're done. You do it multiple times over and over in different avenues or venues to see if you can do it. And that's the thrill. It's, it's the prey drive, right? I think uh, Michael Burt, Coach Michael Burt talks about the prey drive. And I think that's the best example of what I've heard it called. It's not, it's not the actual success. It's the process, the chase, the plan, overcoming the obstacles, all that stuff that really gets me going. And now I think this, the, the, my, my next journey into the coaching world is, is I love helping people and I love helping them sort through their troubles and problems. And, and uh, that's what stimulates me. It wakes me up in the morning, ready to go. I don't even need coffee. Now, the other side of that, does it keep you up at night? It does. It keeps me up at night. Not so much for, in a negative standpoint, but just new ideas. I'm a songwriter and a guitar player. So I'm creative. And I'll have epiphanies. I, I, I wrote music that way. I'd wake up in the middle of the night with an idea and have to get up and do something with it to make sure I didn't lose it. And I do the same thing with, with my business is that I'm thinking, man, you know, what a great idea. Or, oh, why didn't we do this? Or why don't we do that? And I can't wait to, to implement it. And it's fun. It's exciting. Always chasing. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm there with you, man. It's uh, in fact, uh, the last guest we had on uh, was talking about the same thing is like, really, if we're going to have any chance at succeeding, we got to love the process because that's where we're going to spend most of our time. Oh, absolutely. I'm seeing that more and more. So uh, Wayne, in the last five years, what new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life? Um, the idea of looking and, and writing out what I'm doing on a daily basis and paring it down to the stuff of my whole philosophy is being productive, not busy. And that was brought to my attention as I looked it out on, I looked at what I do on a daily basis, pulled things out and looked at it and said, look, you know, I need to do what's productive and not just be busy to feel fulfilled that I was super busy all day. Some people have to have that, gosh, I was so busy and that makes them feel accomplished where I would rather time block three hours in and do something and get it done and have it be very, very productive. And then I can move on to something and I'm clear headed. So I think just prioritizing 
and being productive over busy and, and creating those those blocks of time where I can look at something and say, okay, I'm going to do this right now. Unless the building's burning down, don't bother me. And, and I get it done. And I, I've instilled that in some of the people that I've coached that, you know, that that's our mantra, productive, not busy. Is this going to be what, the five second rule? So all these things that are already out there, we're not reinventing the wheel. But if you take all of those together, it's like a good recipe, right? It's like chocolate. But if you add stuff to chocolate, it makes chocolate even better, right? That's that's the way I look at this stuff is I look at it and say, okay, we take the five second rule. So should we, you know, should we go door knocking? Either do it or don't right now. Don't analyze it. Don't labor over it. Just do it right now. And then when you do it, do it for this long and be done with it. And then you move on. And then you don't have to go, gosh, I wish we would have done that. Or I wonder if we would have been successful if we had done that. It's just, we, we get after it. And, and I think for me, it's just flipping the switch. Just if we're going to do it, do it. Don't labor. And good, bad, or ugly, because here's the thing. I'm sure you're a student of this too, right? Obstacles create opportunities. So if you start into something and it creates an obstacle, that's a bonus because people like us need obstacles to be, to have stuff to do. So for me, I love it because, if, you know, but let's just do it. If it, we'll figure it out as we go, right? Say yes to everything and then we'll figure it out as we go. Create Maniac. obstacles so it creates more <laughs> opportunities, which gets us paid. Oh, that's going down. That's going down in the books. We we love the obstacles. Not many people say that, but I agree with you. I agree with you. And in fact, I was reading my strengths finder this morning because I'm reevaluating the team. And that's one of the things it said. You turn obstacles into opportunities. So tell me how you define that, because you were very clear on productive over busy. And so how do you define what's productive and what's busy? OK, so productive activities create revenue. Busy activities do not. They cost you money usually. That's simple. That's, that's very simple. It's super simple. There's no, there's no rocket science behind it. Productive, productivity creates revenue. So is this going to make me money? Now, it doesn't have to make you money right this second. It can be the long play. But whatever it is, it's like cutting word, wood for firewood versus raking leaves. When you rick the wood, you're ricking it for the long haul. And you can burn some now and you'll have some for later. And and the way I look at productivity over busy is that, is that let's look at our list of activities that we've got to do today. Let's circle the top three that have the potential to make us the most money. And then we'll prioritize from there. And then we're going to do it right now, not tomorrow or the next week or whatever. We're going to do it right now because like yourself and myself, sometimes I wake up and I'm not in the mood to do A, but I can do the other two. And if I'm not in the mood to do it, sometimes you can't force yourself to do it. So that's why it's good to have options. But for me, I want to, if I'm going to be productive, I want to have fun and I want to be productive and I want it to get results. And, and revenue is what makes everybody's world go around. It's if there's a money generating activity, let's put it on the list and let's, let's do it. Everything else can be done in your free time. Busy work can be done in your free time. Delegate or delete, baby. So let's, uh, let's have a little fun here. What are bad recommendations that you hear in your area of expertise? Bad recommendations. Bad recommendations are, ooh, that's a good one. I think bad recommendations are when you, from a coaching standpoint, I think it's when people come in and are story basically tell people what to do instead of giving them an example and building them a picture or showing them. Uh, I'm a big fan that I don't ask people to do stuff that I wouldn't do and that I haven't already done that is absolutely successful. If I can take all the, all the unsharp knives out of the, out of the, uh, 
drawer for him, I do. Um, and I have that experience. I think the, the worst advice I have is that people try to get too much information up front to do everything. You can't, you can't eat the pile on one, all in one bite. Let's, let's give, let, let me give you this and let me, let me make you an expert at that. And then we'll move on from, like I said, now that I'm tipping my toe into the coaching world and getting paid for it, it's an interesting thing that there's people out there that want to get paid up front for their work. That's why I was kind of attracted to this whole situation. Cause I like where you're going with this. I like the fact that you're coming from kindness and contribution, but there's a long play in it for you down the road. And I love that. I'm just not the snake oil guy or the rich quick guy. When I was in the automotive industry, that's what made me so successful. And I I was actually to grow a a decent empire that way is that it wasn't about the deal. It was about the people. A long answer to that, the the bad, the bad advice is just that there's too much noise out there. There's too many people trying to, to absorb too much stuff. And for me, I think it's it's uh, it's a shame that people are getting bad information. We are here to combat that, baby. You know it. Uh, right? And I'm telling the- you. And I love it. I love the fact that, that the world needs some kindness contribution. And when that happens, things are real. Good, bad, or ugly. They're real. And one of the other things that I want uh, everybody listening to, you might have to rewind it. And now that I'm highlighting this for you, but listen to listen to to Wayne talk and listen to how much he talks about action, massive action. Don't think about it. Do it. Do the work. Get the result and see what comes of it. Good or bad doesn't matter. Do the work. And I, I love that. I don't think enough people talk about just going out there doing the work, whether the result is good or bad. It doesn't matter. They're all good data points that get you going in the right direction. So now we're getting into the namesake of the show. Wayne, why do results matter? Uh, well, results get you paid, which feeds your family, which pays your bills, which feeds your mindset. You're absolutely right. Um, results matter because results means that you took action. It's not, uh, what's the old saying? Hope and wishing are not a strategy. <laughs> yeah. Got to dig the ditch, man. If you don't wait, uh, I'd dig a ditch if I had a shovel. Well, if you got a spoon, get rolling. It's that much less you got to do once you get the right tools. And so for me, the results matter because that means you took action. Now, the idea behind results is everybody's mindset of success is different. But 100% of the time, you won't get results if you don't take action and just just do it. Just do it. I think the only time that that does not apply is if you're trying to be a pilot. I want to be abundantly clear on how to take off and land and do everything in between. Other than that, I'll figure it out. And, and it creates, you know, that's some of the most successful people in the world were people that took action that didn't know what they were doing and then said, oh, that's a problem. And then they solved it. Right. So that's the whole thing. The whole thing is just go, man, just go, just and go hard and with enthusiasm because effort and mindset are not a commodity. No one's handing it out at the door a little bit for you, a little bit for you. Right. Everybody that walks in the room and society is in, in general, and I'm not getting political by any means, but society in general, you know, I'm 50 years old. I've got a 25 year old daughter. There's a market difference between how we're programmed to go into life. Now, luckily, my daughter is literally a chip off my block. She's got my DNA. She's a ridiculously driven and ridiculously successful at everything she touches at a high level. But there are other people her age, that 25 year old age group that are waiting for somebody to give them the shovel. 
and then say they couldn't do it because they didn't have the shovel instead of finding a way to do it, right? There's a, there's a mindset there. So there, there are people that feel that there's not enough of this or that to go around, but effort and mindset and attitude are not a commodity. There's no one handing it out the door in, in sums of difference for everybody. You and I can both do the same thing, but you're going to do it different than I do it based off of your mindset, your attitude. And, and, and I'm a firm believer in that is that that's where the go, that's where the golden goose is right now is mindset, mind share and attitude and being omnipresent. Yeah, man. I, uh, I don't want to go down that road. I'm actually planning on doing a whole show about that, like a whole separate show on the differences, like you said, between us and maybe we're, you know, are we getting old? Because I ask my wife this all the time. I say, you've seen it before, like, get off my lawn. These kids, they don't know anything. They don't have any values. People said that about us when we were kids. Is that what's going on now? Or is it really different? Well, it's experience. Right. I mean, here's the thing is, A, those people that were yelling at us to get off their lawn had experiences that we didn't. We hadn't owned a home. We haven't had our own yard to know that, hey, don't get on my stuff. I took care of that. So we just didn't know. So I think we're in that that pendulum swing right now to where we're looking back. And to for me, and I don't know how you feel about this, but for me, all of those people are opportunity because they're going to be in a weird place if they don't change their mindset and their attitude towards their success. That guy sitting up there is, has no really no bearing on my daily life. I can get up and change my world as many times as I want. And a lot of people are in that mindset that everybody else is in control and they're not. They're just along for the ride. So I th- are we getting old? I think that, yeah, we, it's just, it's experience. And you know what? I've embraced it. I feel 25. I've lived a long, ridiculously cool life between in the world and the car business nearly killing me because I'm so into it and to into being successful. And that's where I learned my big lessons that you were talking about. Lessons learned is the car business. You know, I, I wasn't implementing the the being productive and not busy. I was working 90 hours a week and it nearly killed me. And that was the biggest lesson I learned when I got into real estate. I was like, God, I can do this in four hours a week. It's taking everybody else 40. I can do this in four because I know what I'm doing. And and that's liberating. It's healthy. It's exciting. I don't regret waking up every day to if it's raining, snowing, sleeting, hailing, or 110 degrees because it's not going to change my world. I can I can do what I'm going to do. I love it, man. Ah, uh, so in the last five years, what new realization has helped you get better results for your clients? Being interested in in the person and the people, not the not the result. I think when I change my philosophy on getting paid, I have skin in the game. I don't ask for all the money up front and then good luck to you. Uh, I'll call you once a week. I put skin in the game. We don't set goals. We set expectations. So the expectation is, is, you know, we're going to do a hundred thousand dollars in revenue. Okay, great. What if we don't, what happens? What's, what's that? What's the consequence if we don't? And we share in that. So I may take a, a smaller fee up front and then graduate that fee up as they hit closer to their expectation. Or I'll have them write me a check for 500 bucks. And if they don't hit the 100 grand or the 10 grand or whatever it is, the expectation is I cash the check. Now they have, there's some real to it and vice versa. I'll take a chance on somebody and coach them and say, hey, look, you know, here's what our, you know, what are our expectations? Here's what they are. Okay, great. I'll take half of my, my fee now. And if we hit that other half, I'll get the other half. Now it keeps me interested. And then it puts the human element to it. Now we're teammates. Now we're working together. Now we're at the hip. 
Um, and I, and I think that people need to be, co- they don't need to be screamed at, yelled at, or told what to do. It's okay. Why did you do that? Okay. And once I understand why they did what they did, then I'd say, okay, here's what I would have done. And we, and we come up because everybody's different. Everybody's unique. Right. And, and, and I think for me, that realization was, is that once I put the human element into it with the person and the process, it's changed my world because now I've got every, I, I, I take every instance like it's my instance. So their success is my success, of course. But now it's, it changes the, the dynamic of the way I coach them and talk to them and interact with them and treat them and vice versa. Whereas, you know, I know because I, I had coaches in my life that I'd go, okay, here he comes. Oh, you know, right. And I didn't like that feeling. I never want anybody to feel like that when I walk in the room. So I think that, you know, A, there's a fine line between being buddies and being client and and coach, but it can be done. It's just like anything else. Come up with a process on what that looks like. And I think for me, setting expectations versus goals, that was a game changer and putting the human element into, into the coaching, which is actually caring about the results that people get, not just, not this paycheck. There's a couple things that you said there that I want to ask about um, because I found interesting. So first I want to, I want to go with word choice because I sit around and I analyze everything I say and everything everybody else says, and I'm weird that way. And mm-hmm. one of the things you said was, all right, the goal is 100 K if we hit that, why did you choose the word if instead of when? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that if part of it, cause I'm with you, it, it's not, not the word, but, but you use the word and right for the, for that. I, and I see what you're saying, but my choice of words were theirs. When I'm selling it to the client, you need to talk like the client thinks sometimes to help them understand. Cause I'm with you. I, I, I'm a, I'm an NLP guy. I'm a, I'm a real wordsmith of making sure that, I, you know, I'm a clear in my communication. So when I use the word, if, so I think that while I'm game planning with my clients and I say, if we hit this, What's the expectation? What's the consequence if we don't hit this? Uh, right. That the you have to sell the consequence that way. You can't sell the success with if. You see what I'm saying? So if is the 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 pleasure versus pain conversation, right? The pleasure versus pain conversation is is this is the result if things don't go well, and when things go well, you use this, right? So for me, when I'm selling that concept to my clients, it's if, if we don't hit this expectation, what's the consequence? They got to feel it. There's got to be an emotion involved because if you really make them feel that emotion, then they're like, oh crap, right? Now it's real. It's not hypothetical because here's the thing. I'm a, affirmations for me. I'm the most positive guy on the freaking planet. Ask any of my clients. I've got one sitting over here kind of close to me watching this is that I will find the positive in absolutely everything. My mother just had a massive stroke like three weeks ago, right after we had talked initially. Vibrant, healthy, beautiful human being super successful in everything she's ever touched. And now she's like not able to communicate with this in, in really, really not good shape. And one of the first things that, you know, people started reaching out to us and wanting to help and all that. And I really appreciated it was I was just thankful that she was with us. Like people said, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was like, nothing to be sorry about. She's with us, right? She's still here. We'll figure this out. It was a challenge. So again, that's my, that's my DNA. The way I'm programmed now, I will find a way to make this work. Is it going to be fun? No, but nothing worth it is fun, right? So for me, I'll take this opportunity to figure out what this looks like. It's going to be a game changer. It's going to be a life changer. But for me, I use all these experiences for my clients so they understand. So what? You, you know, you got a flat tire. My mom had a stroke. 
how bad is your flat tire, right? I mean, I use that. And so the if versus when thing for me is, is I paint that pain versus pleasure picture for people. If we don't hit this, what does that mean? What does that look like? Right. And I don't know how you are with your folks, but I don't play fetch. I play catch with my people, right? So they're not going to ask me something and then me do all the talking all the way back to them. I'm going to say, okay, why is that important to you? That question is that, why is that important? Well, because of this. Okay, why? Why else? What else? Why else? And keep them going because eventually they'll realize that wasn't that important. So for my choice of words on that, or if this doesn't work, it brings like an emotional thing to that client for them to realize like, oh, I'm scared. I need that because now it's real. It's not HGTV and real estate, or it's not the car business that you see in the movies. It's, this is real deal. This is real live ammo. So if we don't hit this, what does that look like? And it's going to be bad. Now, when we hit it, this is what it looks like. And you build that emotional swing for them. And they don't like that feeling over here of if. Now they want win. So I'm glad you cut. That's really cool. I've never in my life been talked to or communicated with a person that actually got what you just picked up on. And that was something I was taught a long time ago was the pleasure versus pain. And if it's if versus when. So good catch. You're, you're not even going to believe it. That's what I'm going to have to show you. And if you're listening to this, you won't see it. But I had a feeling it had something to do. Let's see. With the consequences. There you go. I, I wrote it in there. I'm like, not, not enough people talk about that other side with the consequence the way that you, you spoke about it. So you actually covered the second part of that question. But yeah, the pleasure, pain, uh, the good, the bad, and driving that emotional picture for them to help motivate them. I love it, man. So let's turn this inward for a second. And let mm-hmm. me ask you, what area of your business would you like better results? For me, mm, that's a good question. So the, I think better results for me were if I would, I think I would feel, I would like to feel better that I could scale what I'm doing with more people that would do it with the same passion and reason that I do it. I would like to scale my business bigger to make a bigger impact, but I just can't bring myself to to um, honestly feel that people would want to help and do it in the right manner. That's why I got into coaching. I've had coaches. I've had some amazing coaches, but I just, I didn't feel that anybody like my coaches didn't care about. They didn't care about me. They cared about getting paid. Mm. And, and my business model is just different. My people would take a bullet for me, just like I would take a bullet for them. And I love that. I love that relationship with people that I'm going to, freaking burn with you, buddy. We're going to make this happen because people will need that, right? It's a, like a team sport. I want to know that this guy's going to burn with me, man. If, if we're going to go down, he's going to go down with me hard, but we're going to go down fighting. That's the way I, I love that. That's the, that's the feeling. So for me, if I could scale my business, knowing that I could get people that cared about the process and the people like I do, that would be amazing. We call it ride or die. Ride or die, man. And go, and go hard when yeah, you're doing it. That's right. Cool, man. So here is the fun one that we like to finish up with. And I want to ask you, what results are you most proud of? A specific instance or just in general? Whatever you want to share, what comes to your heart and just to your tongue, just let it out. Uh, I I think the one I'm most proud of is one of the associates that I'm actually with today is that they consider me family. They consider their whole, their kids, their business, their, their personal life. I'm a part of the family. So 
I, I think for me, that speaks volume because I touched every aspect of their success because success at work is great, but if it's not at home, then it's not. So when you lift the whole boat for everybody and you're invited for holidays and dinners and the kids call you Uncle Wayne instead of by just your first name, that that's 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 when you know you've done it right and you've done it for the right reason is that you've impacted somebody's whole family like that, not just that particular person. And those are the results that I just, I dig. I, that feeds my fire. That feeds my desire. That feeds my, there was a, if there's a pinnacle, if there's a point that you can reach for, I just, that's it. Right. You know, I think when I got into real estate and I was selling houses, my goal was to be unspokenly invited over for dinner after the process was over. Be, be a part of the family when the whole thing was over. And believe it or not, we used to keep check marks on the wall and it was dynamic. I mean, that's when you knew you had a successful transaction is that I was over for dinner and I didn't ask them, they asked me. And so that's kind of fun, you know? And so for me, that's it. That, that's, that's where everybody needs to be in whatever business they're in. You need to, you need to impact people because the world needs more of that. Really, you honestly do. You get fed so much negative information out there, whether it be social media, traditional media, whatever, is that this connection right here is the one that's the most important at this particular moment. And we're going to make absolutely the best impact and connection that we can make. I don't want to just talk to somebody. I want somebody to listen to this and go, ah, that's what I was, that, that right there. Just that one little thing could change somebody's trajectory, even with just words, right? Consequences could be the word that changes somebody's mind, even though that they've been looking at that the whole time. They just didn't know what it meant because it wasn't put into the right perspective. So for me, that's that's where the joy is, is that somebody can listen to it and go, that's what I'm talking about right there, right? Have that epiphany. And that's fun. That's a lot of fun. You just, uh, just highlighted my business model right there. Changing people's right. lives, baby. <laughs> yeah. and, and actually meaning it. Yeah. Changing people's lives, it's, 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 a, it's the right thing to do. Because you know what? If it's the right thing to do and you do it well, it's going to bring you the spoils. Guaranteed. 100% of the time. So that's the beauty of it. That's why we can, you know, my coaching model, I can coach realtors. I have a, I have a brewery. I have restaurants. I have boat dealers. I have, you know, door-to-door salesmen. I've got it all because it all applies. It's about the, it's about the, the interaction. It's the, it's the people part that people are missing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's the beautiful. I mean, you could have a a perfect example. We went somewhere recently, uh, one of my coaching clients and I, we went to eat somewhere and the food was ridiculously off the charts. Good. But the service and the, the people doing it were awful. It ruined the whole thing. Even though it was that dynamic, it ruined the whole thing because the people part was terrible. So, you know, that, that's the missing element a lot for people is, is that it's, and that's the hard one because sometimes it's you. <laughs> people don't like that. Yeah, it's the truth. Sometimes it's you. That, a lot that, of times. <laughs> right? And that's, that's a game changer for people too. That's a whole other subject that it's, it, it, it is about you, but it's usually you that's making things, not everybody else. Right. So, so for me, that, that's the thing is it's, 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 it's about the, the the people connection still. It's still just the basic human element of life. And if you can do that really good, that's a great foundation to do whatever you want to do. I love that sure. you brought that up, man. Being human, that's what we call it here. And these people don't know how to be human. Sometimes oh, we don't man. know how to be human, but we've forgotten. But d- discussions like this will enlighten people. So, Wayne, this has been awesome. Tell me and tell the listeners where we can find out more about you. 
I have a, a website called frontlinecoaching.com, thefrontlinecoaching.com. And you can also go to, I have an Instagram, which is KW Realtor Coach. You can go to my Facebook page, which is just my name, Wayne Weathersby. I'm really transparent and I, I, I everything I do, every, every message that I put out there is something that I want somebody to hear. Don't do the politics. Don't do all that stuff. I, I just want to make somebody feel good. You know, I start every one of my Zoom calls, every one of my coaching classes, every one of my buyers and listing consults with just tell me something good. Start every conversation with tell me something good. I like that. Because there's no choice. Now they now they they don't want to complain because, you, you know, that we've started off on that on that positive track. So that's where they can find me. Yeah, man. We will include links to everything in the show notes. Wayne, I am so glad that you did this because I know it was hard in the beginning when we first did the pre-interview. It was like, well, what what are we talking about? And uh, dude, you came alive and I love it. And I know that our listeners got a lot of value. So thank you, brother. My, my pleasure. You know, it's just funny too. Just on a side note real quick is that one of my associates we were talking about, I don't use notes. Whenever I, I did a speaking engagement the other day on a whim, literally 15, 20 minutes notice because the other person had done and I got up and spoke for almost two hours with no notes. That's when that's that's what makes it real. Right. Yeah. And for me, I, I can do it. I can. And that's why I think this one went better than the last one, because <laughs> I, was, I wasn't ready. I even told her, I said, I got no notes. I don't even know what they're going to ask me. She's like, I don't know how you do that. So it's awesome. I appreciate it. you did a well, well done. What great job, Rachel. Great job. Follow-up communication, man. I dig it. That's the people part. Yes, sir. You guys do that really good. Thank you. Thank you. We pride ourselves. So this has been another episode of ResultsLeader.fm. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And we will be back in your earbuds next time. That is a wrap for another edition of ResultsLeader.fm. If you are out there getting results for your clients and you want to be featured on the show, go to resultsleader.fm now and apply to be on the show. And if you love what you're hearing, share the show, give us a rating and review, do anything to help us get the message out there. Thought leadership is easy, but results leadership is hard. This is the podcastfactory.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Hammer Down Productivity and Sales Podcast with me, Wayne Weathersby. If you liked it, please subscribe today on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you would, take a second, give us a rating, or leave us a message. It would be greatly appreciated.